G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast. Now, last week we had um, Park Road from NZ and I've gone, you know what, fuck it, we're going to stay in NZ and I feel like that's just been kind of the flavour of the year, the NZ music scene. Australia has to embrace it more and if I have to start that, that's okay. Um, we've got Bella and Tom from Coast Arcade. How are you going? Good, thank, Good, thank you. you. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, now, I have to apologise from a number of things. Now, I've said this, I don't know on how many podcasts, but you guys emailed me, I'm quite sure, and then um, I don't think I replied, or I might have replied, and I said, like, I'll listen to it, which, like, I always get around to in the end, and then I think, I don't know how much longer after it, then I got a message on Instagram that I didn't reply to for, like, however long, and I'm, I promise I'm getting better, because I did reply, eventually, I did have a listen to the EP, and now you're on the podcast, so like... Yeah, it doesn't matter about the journey, it's the destination. No, it's the other way around, isn't it? Damn, never mind. Yeah, it's not the destination, it's the journey. I mean, sure. Well, um, in this context, it's the destination. Exactly. Now, um, also, I've been saying your band name wrong basically ever since like I said yes to this pod. I've been saying, I think even if you could see it in the link... Coastal. And I made this link a little, it's coastal, and I've been saying that like all week, and then I was like this morning, I was like, ah, oh, that's not it. So Close enough that we'll take it. Yeah. We've had worse. I mean, so I apologise for getting your name wrong on the, I mean, I said it right now, but it's okay. Um, and two, taking my sweet ass time to get back to you. But like, a chance to listen to music is always good, and timing's great because you guys just, just released an EP, right? Next to me. Yeah. Hence why I got you on. Now, I find it interesting with you guys because you guys don't have that much music before the EP, right? You put out one song before the EP? Three singles, but two of those singles were from the EP, like just this year. Yeah, yeah. So one single that was like not on the EP at all. Yeah. So I find that really interesting because a lot of people spend, I don't know, maybe a few more singles, a few years to kind of flesh out their sound, get an audience, um, that type of stuff. You guys have gone... No, fuck that, and put out an EP. Yeah. Walk me through that decision. I think it was like, we have so many songs, so why not? Um, it was also for us, like, we've spent the majority of the last two years playing live, and so we've built up a really good fan base and just didn't think about the releasing side of things. So we released Tattoo just because we were told we had to release music, and then we just took our sweet time with kind of building up a fan base. For us, it's all about the enjoyment. We really enjoyed the live aspect. And then we wanted to release at the end of last year, but we're kind of advised not to because in New Zealand and Australia, it's really hard to release around Christmas. Everyone yes, it is. Um, and so we had the songs, we put everything together. And also I think a body of work for a young band just really cements you as um, a good pick for lineups for festivals but also we just wanted to release an ep i mean why not why, why not yeah mm, it's um i think it's from uh, it's one of the first things i learned when i started doing this podcast i think it's from like november 30 onwards is like the cutoff for like pr people like of course anyone can release any music whenever the fuck they want but pr and labels and shit will be like no you've got to keep it till could even be till like february is when like the cycle goes out because that's when it starts to go out of festival cycle um yeah we we waited till the second of feb to release because also part of that was the fact that we had government funding so that meant that 
had to kind of listen to them to give the song the best opportunity. Um, I mean, if you're getting grants, like, then that's, you know, a little bit of money for you as well. Let's get into some music. Um, the first song that I heard from you guys, I thought it's interesting when people put um, EPs, song of the EP as the EP name. So it's always like, I'm always going to go to that one first. Why, what about this song gives it that extra, I don't know, special effect or flavour to kind of make it the head of the EP? No, it was just kind of like when the like beginning process of Next to Me came along, when Bella had brought it to me and the band, kind of all of us were just like, this song is really, really good. It's sick. It sounds so great. And the studio was the same. And kind of as we recorded it, it started just mean quite a lot to all of the band, really. And kind of we went, it's a sick song. Why don't we just keep it going and make it the EP, you know? I think it was also like we had kind of established through, we knew like the the singles that were going to be released before the EP came out were going to set Coast Arcade's tone as like a pop rock with a little bit of a beachy sound, a very safe kind of vibe to sit in, which is what we enjoy. But a big part of our sound that we'd never showcased before was that punk influence Mm. side, like very mildly and that slightly pop rock, more rock side. And so we wanted that to be the title track because we also wanted people to associate us with that slightly more unique genre other than just the quite common indie surf beachy pop rocky type genre that we'd already kind of set the bar at Mm, so it's like when you're looking at the coast arcade kind of music tree just a few branches off into kind of that more uh punky type area um and that is like although um the indie rock type pop rock it's extremely safe that's like i don't think there's any other music scene in apart from australia and new zealand that love it as much as we do and that's kind of why pop by itself doesn't to, do too well in this area either just because we're so fucking focused on that um yeah. which i'm like i'm super guilty for it so it's good to kind of branch out a little bit but kind of have your home base as well highest heights This one got, what, over 50k in not long on streams. I'm big on streams. I think it's, I hate it when people are like, oh, streams don't matter. Yes, they fucking do. (laughs) Like, people look at that all the time and huge bands, when they're getting millions and millions of streams, can be like, oh, yep, that doesn't doesn't matter. When you get highest, well, over 50k that quickly, going into an EP, does that kind of give you confirmation that you're on the right track or does it kind of set the bar slightly a bit higher expectations a bit higher i reckon i reckon it does i think we do pretty well streaming wise for like a young kiwi band anyway i mean we've as you say we've only released kind of one single before this ep um and we had only played shows we've only been around for two years all of us are 17 and 19 um so we're pretty young and so we did well streaming wise in that sense but then someone did a tiktok on us uh with highest heights Mm. And that video got, I think, like 300,000 views. Um, and that's when our streams on Highest Heights spiked. So luck of the draw, really. That's we, fucked. That's like... Oh, like, 
so good to get streams just because of a fucking TikTok video, not like a really good playlist or something. Like, was it just like, what type of video was it? To be fair, like the type of video, so it's a guy who runs an app called Mellow and he basically exposes underground artists. So it's music related. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah I was thinking like fucking dance video or like yeah. a um, get ready with me type bullshit. And I was like, I'll take the streams, but fuck. Yeah, nah, it's like his app is like um, TikTok and SoundCloud mixed together. So artists upload and you can scroll through. So it's music related. Uh, fair um, play. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. We, we get the exception. And um, we were just stoked that we happened to be releasing the EP in a good enough time after we got that huge spike to capture a lot of that. So it was really just a lot of good luck. But we're stoked because we think the songs deserve that many streams. So we're stoked that they're being heard by that many people. However you get a listen, it's still a listen. So um, although TikTok, like, I I think it can, I think industry looks at it a little bit too much at the moment. Like there could be people that um, uh, might have millions of streams on their music and then you go to a show and there's like 30 people. Um, So I think it's an interesting place to kind of listen to music at the moment, but I don't know. We'll see where we go. Is there a song on the EP that kind of means the most to you guys as a band or like one that's kind of, I don't know, maybe a favourite? I know you're not I supposed like to be favourite. I the same answer. I think, is it? I don't know. Should we check on the count of three? One, two, three. Just Salty Peachy. Blonde. Oh no, what? Just Peachy. Salty Blonde. Rude. All right. You've got 15 seconds each. Go. Just Peachy, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it explains when you've had a crap day, you can just put Just Peachy on and it makes it Just Peachy, to be honest. Like, Okay, my turn. Salty Blonde. Okay, starts off with like a soft guitar ballad and where it goes after that is somewhere that you're not expecting, which is why I like it. And then it finishes off with that same guitar ballady bit, but with like full band, full energy. I don't know, I, but I also am like biased to Salty Blonde because I just... I don't know, I really like it. Just Peachy I wrote when I was like 13, so that's why I don't like it, because it's like, meh. See, um, I was listening to um, both those songs before, and I'm going to have to go with Just Peachy. Yeah! (laughs) No! I mean, it is a good song. The fact that you wrote that when you were 13, like, oh, that almost swayed me back to Salty Blonde. I was just really fucked off. I think that's cool. I was annoyed with like, it might not have, I think, I think more like 14 would be more accurate, but I think that's cool. I know, I don't know, like I've stuck around with the song for a while and it's, it's obviously taken heaps of different forms since Mm. then. Like it's not the same Just Peachy that I wrote when I was 14, but it's pretty close. The essence is still the same. I think it's more of like, um, like I couldn't be that talented at like, 25 let alone 13 so i guess it's more of just like a like just share it around share some talent yeah, around I'm sorry. Um, it's fine we can deal with it later i want to know um obviously being an early band ep's out what's what's kind of the plans coming up for the next little bit for the next six months is there like one thing that you like really want to do as a band to just have by december just be like fuck yeah we did that we really wanted to go on a tour uh of nz because we've only played in auckland and wellington so north island and we've just recently put something in place that hopefully means that we'll be doing that with another band. Um, so we're really, yeah, we're really excited to watch that happen and see how that pans out. Um, it's pretty much confirmed, but not announced. Uh, so yeah, 
that that was a big tick for us. This is this could be sound like dumb as fuck question, but when you say NZ tour, as someone that has never been to NZ, Fair. how many shows does that actually look like? So usually it's just like the main cities. So that'd be like Auckland, which is where we're from, mm-hmm. um, Wellington, which is the capital, and then you jump across to the South Island, which would be like Christchurch, Dunedin, Dunedin and Queenstown. Because Queenstown, yeah, Queenstown, Queenstown has a great little music scene. Every now and then you'll chuck in like a Hamilton and a Tauranga. It's but it, it kind of depends on how big you are and the venues because the one thing about New Zealand is the venues are difficult to to book and to um, arrange, especially when you've got 17-year-olds in your band and don't want to bring parents mm. with you down mm. to the South Island. Is it, um, apart from that, um, being 17 I've had some younger bands recently that's um, that sucks for them as well and it's just like getting to 18 is unlock so many doors um, but is it like difficult because there's obviously touring bands like I know a lot of Aussie bands are coming over at the moment but then there's so many good NZ bands at the moment as well is it um, oversaturated is that why they you can't really book or is it just they're hard to kind of get in there or I think a they're oversaturated so it's hard hard to find space because there's just so much going on b there's very few of them so there's not many options uh, especially you know when you do have underage members you want an all-ages venue unless you have guardians so then there's probably no all-ages venues in a lot many parts of New Zealand um, mm-hmm. then the bars and things but also just like it's so expensive to fly regionally to the South Island. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely just proving to be a little bit difficult at the moment. Like, as I said, I've had a lot of bands recently that have been underage, but all underage. You guys are in that unique position of having underage and people that are of age. How's that to kind of navigate when, you know, you're seen as a younger band because you have young members, but also bands band members of age so you can do the normal stuff and that's got to be an interesting dynamic it is but i don't know because kind of so when we do like the say the r18 gigs our parents will come along so for me and nate both under 18 so our parents come along with us and then bells bells is the lucky one and doesn't have to have a guardian and chris yeah and chris as well sorry but yeah so bells and chris both don't have to have the guardian with them and it kind of depending on the venue depends on whether because in some occasions it'll be like, we'll come, we'll play the gig, and then we'll leave. Because, you know what I mean, a lot of bars aren't The happy. laws. <laughs> you know, the law. And then, so, yeah, kind of, that's how it goes, to be honest. There's no other way I, around it. Yeah, I feel like for us, because we all grew up at the same, like, primary schools and high schools, so we've known each other for ages, and it's like, we're all kind of the same age in our head, just not on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started, we were all underage, so we're kind of just used to that vibe and dynamic of having parents around and having to plan for six people or seven people instead of four. Um, what is funny though is we played over the summer. We played a festival called Rhythm and Vines, which is New Zealand's like biggest festival. I did say that, Lana. And Chris and I, because we were eighteen were able to go into the festival and hang around and watch other artists, whereas Tom and Nate had to sit with their parents in the artist bar and then leave <laughs> after we played. So that's... that's uh... <laughs> they'd have to just wait their turn, you exactly. know? We waited out. No, nah, fuck that. No, nah, I wouldn't. 
Matt, uh, uh, the, you, you'd pass it as 20. Just chuck on your NZ or your English accent and just stick to one for that day and you'll be right. No, what is it? We had like a half an hour to an hour grazing period, I guess. So luckily in that time, like, I got to kind of walk around, but still I was 16, I'd have been 16 at the time. And the little 16-year-old in me walking around R&V felt so cool. Desperate. He was so – he took so many photos I was to like, post on his room. I was like, hey, guys, I'm at R&V when I'm 16. But nah, I got to see Lady Hawk as well. And I was like, that was someone yeah, I wanted to go and see. So I was like, I got I got that little half an hour to an hour leeway and then head to head back. This year, though? This year. Woo! Did you have, the, like, the little lanyard as well, just putting that all on the Instas, just going oh, like, yeah. I actually, I'm pretty sure I did a little photo oh, of the yeah, artist yeah, R&B yeah. pass on my thing, and I was like, yo. Oh, I'd do the exact same thing. Like, especially yeah. as someone that's not an artist. Like, it's oh, I went to Groovin the other day, and I got to go VIP. And, like, I didn't have to I didn't have to wait to go to the toilet, walk straight in, wait straight out, two minutes to get drinks, and I'm just seeing everyone else, like, taking an hour to line up to go to the toilet. I'm just like put three years into a podcast this is where you'll get three drinks and no toilet queue was the best part that's what i'm and the parking different parking oh true i didn't get to experience that that would have been nice um you have to come to r&b you can come with us come with us you know what i think after doing all these interviews with nz bands like i don't think i've ever been more keen to go anywhere just because like um last year was like all perth for me um up and coming and some of the big bands as well and now this year it's i think it's the year of nz i think it's either i've got to get like get into some um booking agents heads and be like just bring like a uh, new zealand festival just have all nz bands and there's enough years to go around and then just do it nationally i think that's i think that would be nice but uh, i mean i'll come for a holiday in nz and go to gigs why the fuck not i mean summer festivals here we're pretty lucky there's one at the moment which it's called La Currents, which has some of the best lineups last year and the year before that I've seen. Like, I'm so excited for it this year. And like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to get, because summer is still, because they've started booking, but they haven't started locking in. So we're still putting out feelers and just slowly starting to lock in some dates for summer. How's that? Like festivals and that type of stuff. Like usually, well, I'm sorry, mate, obviously not you from, for long, but um being of age and like going to um, summer festivals and that type of stuff are you the type of person that like looks up to gigs and be like that's where i'm gonna be or you just sit there and sitting there going oh no this is a good song because i can't every time i go to a gig i'm always like i want to ask this question about that song or that experience and i just can't shut the fuck up so do you, are you like um focusing on like yep this is us in 12 months i mean usually i'm just so invested in the band and watching their live show on their live set um because i'm like what pedal are they using and like mm. oh, oh that was an interesting chord change or key change and like a bit nerdy or like what guitar is that that looks so unique otherwise yeah i don't know do you do you go yeah i do i, I kind of get first, my first thing is all first of all look at the drummer geek out what he's got this and that and then from there i'm like that's you see the bass player kind of we went to we saw teenage we played with teenage dads down in wellington mm. and their bass player has the coolest onstage presence i've ever seen he's like he's almost like a robotic robotic move with his bass and everything like this and it's like that's so cool like it's really cool to see and it's going is there a way that you can implement bits of that into your set and kind of you know what i mean like learning bits and bobs like from bands that's, I thought, yeah. that's the biggest way like we've we've 
progressed ourselves is just by really paying attention to what bands above us are doing and then going, you know, how can we make that our own and how can we replicate that and those sorts of things, um, which has been great because you just take from it. You pick and choose what applies to you and what doesn't. Um, that's cool that you actually admit that though and just be like, no, it's all uh, just, you know, we come up with this. This is um, just us. But it's cool that you're like, yeah, we look at that and kind of do it in your own way as well. Um, you don't want to rip it off. It's not, it's not like copying, but they would have done the same for bands before them. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole point of the scene is that you look at a band's above you, you look up to them, you suck up to them, and then you kind of go, oh, that's cool. Maybe we should try doing something like that. And then bands below us do the same thing as us. Like I know that the audio engineer in the studio that we used for our EP, suddenly all of the local scene bands have booked in with. And it's just how it works. And we're totally open with that and give we offer help to all of the local young bands just because it's like, why not? That's the point. If one of us is doing well, all of us are going to do well. So That's um, that's definitely a good way to look at it. Uh, a bigger music scene is never bad. Um, if everyone's succeeding, then that's the way to go. And um, your, more music for everyone to listen to, which is good. Um, Bella and Tom from Coast Arcade, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. And um, can you see if you get like any sick shows? Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Thank hopefully, you so much. hopefully we'll be heading over to Aussie someday soon. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.